On this episode of A Tale of Two Rivals, Tom Brady doesn't age, Austin Eckler's eaten, and it's Gino time. Next up on A Tale of Two Rivals, stay tuned. Fantasy Football Podcast put on by your 3P, going for my fourth ring, though I got a lost champion, and a number-obsessed, spreadsheet-loving, Twitter-follower-accountant, is he gonna make playoffs in our own league-loving, nerd, to find some sort of consensus to bring to you the Fantasy Football listener? Who am I joined by? I mean, you covered it all right there, Todd. It's- FF underscore Spaceman, right? Uh, Todd, I'm excited to be back. I am exhausted after a vacation to Maine where little Dave, little space baby, got to see, meet his uh, great aunts and uncles and his great grandparents, very special. He got to breathe fresh, clean air, which was nice, uh, instead of this the dirty southern New England air that he is exposed to. Uh, so that was good, Todd. But I am exhausted. I realized how much work it is to get from point A to point B with a child. This was It was crazy. Oh, the journey has just begun. Wait until they can move. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then try that trip. I'll be waiting with feedback. Yeah, man. No, that's awesome. That, that, that's a big trip for the little guy. We just hung around here. Apple pick, corn mazes. Just keeping it in New England, baby. It was good times. But yeah, so we are into, what is this, week five of our new format, David? Week five, yeah. Yeah, I feel you know, it feels like we got we're getting it down a little bit. So, show one's gonna be my takes, Bantamans. Three takes, first take. Tom Brady does not age. When do you sell him or do you even sell him at this point? So Brady squished the fish, well, the mammals, for over four hundred yards and five TDs. That's his second five T D game this year. The 44-year-old is checking in as the number one overall QB in fantasy, and he's showing zero signs of slowing down. With that said, he was a sell a long time ago, according to age, so what's the deal with his dynasty value? Are people actually going to consider holding on to him at that age? At this point, I'd say as a dynasty, like rankings, he's at least mid-level QB too, because you could safely get a QB1 numbers out of him, until he retires, because the only question with him is, when is he going to retire? But in my opinion, I do think that the end is near. I honestly do. I think he's done everything in the game. He's proved he could do it without Bill. And the guy is a family man. I could see that, you know, he's also made some comments hinting at it too. How should we handle Brady in your Dynasty League? Well, if you're a real contender, and by real contender, I mean you're either undefeated, you have one loss, or you have two losses, but your top three or four in points scored. You are a real contender. Then you are holding on to him and enjoying the ride off into the sunset. If you do not, I mean, seriously, think about it. In your situation, 
What kind of return are you going to get from a non-contender for him? And why would you trade him to your better competition that you're trying to beat? Makes zero sense. Now, if you didn't fit the description of a real contender above and you got Brady, you should have traded him yesterday. His value has officially peaked. I do not see him finishing the QB1 this year. I, I definitely do not. Yeah, I. Oh, why would any even be holding on to? But it's just my favorite player of all time, still balling out. Ah, special, Davey. Todd, what's kind of crazy is that I'm looking at these numbers, and you, I would not have guessed, based on the defense that I thought Tampa had coming into the season, based on the, you know, their offensive line, the running game, you know, I was Leonard Fournette, maybe uh, Keyshawn Vaughn would get a little bit more play, Ronald Jones, your boy. Uh, I thought that I would not have guessed that Tom Brady would be leading the league in pass downs and pass downs per game. 45 pass downs per game. Insane. His touchdown rate, Todd, which is a big indicator for regret, like potential regression or reversion to the mean when it comes to touchdowns, because he's got 15 of them on the season. It's at 6.7%. And while that is slightly above his career average, I think he's in the 5% for his career average. 6.7%. It's not even top five in the league. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, even Terod Taylor all have higher uh, TD rates than Tom Brady. And he's throwing a TD every 114 or 117 passing yards, which is usually you'd, you'd think it'd be around the 150 range. But again, there's other quarterbacks who are throwing touchdowns at a higher rate than he is. Uh, man, I, and it, he's got a great, his A dot is right where you want to see. It. He's pushing the ball down the field. I don't see what is unsustainable from on the field play, Todd, besides just father time. It's more of a, he's not, he's not showing any signs of weakness, Todd, in his, any of his peripherals. His, I mean, his completion percentage, he's right there with his completion percentage over expected. I mean, his pace, everything is right there, dude. I, I don't see any signs of slowing. It's literally just going to be, when does the injury come? Does he get that injury that's going to cost him significant time? that uh, he has to rehab for a long time, does he, and does he want to do it? And when has he just had enough? And I don't, I don't know. So I think I'm just keeping, unless, like you said, if I'm a top six team and a you know, top 50% team, I'm keeping him until, because I'm not going to get value for him at this rate. So yeah, I'll keep him, Todd. Here's another way of playing this. Now I would say, like Dave was saying, top six. I'm, uh, I'm saying top three or four, right? If you're not in that firm top third, of like that top three spots in your league, I'd move Brady because when you go to trade that contender, you can probably get a lot for them because you can also play the narrative that you're taking yourself out of the competition, you know, and that's more about knowing your league. Like sixth place in our league is a big difference to top two or three. You know what I mean? So I, I, that's another scenario I would kind of play around with. Like, how close are you to being a real contender? Like, really think about that if you got Brady. And Anything can happen week to week, my friend Todd, once you hit the playoffs, one game hey, season. But I'm also trying to say that you could also look at the build, and you're not going to rely on injuries. If you want to rely on injuries week to week, go for it, right? But this is a prime opportunity for you to be able to cash in on a 44-year-old QB. Acquiring Brady... I just don't see how that works. I mean, you're just going to have to put a lot of risk into it. And it's interesting, man. It's it's insane. It's insane. I absolutely love it. All right. Take two. Austin Eckler is 
eating, baby. So let's check in on his dynasty value. So he's the number two overall PPR back. He's tied for the league leading touchdowns with seven. Four on the ground, three in the air. He's averaging 18 touches a game for just over 108 yards. And he's averaging 1.167 touchdowns per game. That TD rate is not sustainable. But the yardage is not really outrageous, given the versatility and the volume and the share that he's getting that. So a QB1 for uh, 2021 for the rest of the year, I, I'm i totally fine with that. I just don't expect, I actually, I'm, I'm a total believer in him being an RB1 for the rest of the year. Just don't expect him to maintain this type of production over the course of 17 games. Yardage, fine. TD rate, not so much. But where does this land him in the dynasty conversation? Is he someone you can trust as an RB1? And I'm going to say yes. Uh, I would put him into the top 10 area. Definitely top 12. Safely in the top 12. So for guys I would take him over, I would take him over Aaron Jones. I would take him over Zeke Elliott. I would potentially think about him over Gibson. And he's pretty damn close to Nick Chubb because of the existence of Kareem Hunt. Um, now, some people might say, like, you know, well, everyone has reactions whenever you compare anybody's favorite players. but Here's the reason why. If Eckler were to have somebody come into a committee, that receiving floor still keeps him very, very attractive. So there's an excellent floor to his role within that offense. The lack of wear and tear over the early years, like he was not getting nearly the level of carries he's getting now. So there's a lot less wear in those tires. And he's attached to like an outstanding young cornerback and an attractive young offense. That like It's just so damn nice. So he's a low-end RB1 in Dynasty for me, with, but he's the ultimate RB2 with upside for me. Todd, there's, it's, there's a lot to like about what Austin Eckler's doing. His expect, you know, it's a, we always say it's a volume game with running backs, and he's gained the volume. He's got over 15 expected fancy points, a road of his metric of the last four weeks, all over 15 expected fancy points. He's got four consecutive top 12 weeks, uh, uh, you know, week two, PPR, RB6, RB8, then RB3, and then RB1, all over 20 PPR points. It has been impressive, Todd. The the volume has been there. The I mean, the expected fancy points have been there. The share of the, the offense has been there. His weight opportunities, which we talked about last week a little bit, all over 15, almost 16 weighted opportunities per game, except for that one that he had a, that that rough game one. But after that, uh, and you're attached to Justin Herbert, this entire, it's an exciting, you've got another weapon in Mike Williams that's emerging where people can't just scheme for Eckler either, Todd. So, you know, you've got Keen Allen, Eck, uh, Keen Allen, Mike Williams, and then the tight ends are doing some some decent jobs as as well as creating some space for Eckler. And, and it's, man, it's exciting. This is tough because he's over the age of, he's going to be eight, going into his age 27 season next year. He's like you said. He's an RB two. He's my whenever I talk about going to get a guy, he I want him for my run. So if I am in that contention cycle of where like okay, my team is performing just like I wanted to, that's when I step up and I go get Eckler. I go get him now for to be that complement my other players and really hammer this thing home because he is going to be that valuable down the stretch, Todd, with, with what he's doing. So. He's just my prime example of where I go get him in season as my as a running back to to really to fill out the rest of my whole squad and make it a, a true contender. Exactly. He's a phenomenal guy for, for that kind of a target. 
But I just want to go back to the whole H piece. And I get that. Like, that's a metric that a lot of people use for running backs, and it's had some success. I think he's a guy's exception to the rule because you're looking at a guy who didn't really get a lot of wear and tear. Look at Derrick Henry and his age. Like, because he didn't get a lot of wear and tear, he's still just, I mean, he's also a freaking Mack truck. But, you know, those are guys that you have to pay attention to, like, what they were doing in the early parts of their career and how does that impact them in the age piece? Like, the wear and tear is just not there for Eckler. But when you say wear and tear, too, I go, Todd, and I look at uh, player profile, I look at his injury history, where it, like, talks about all of his injuries he's had in his career. Some major injuries here. Fair. Fair. Where, you know, I yeah, he doesn't have the actual carry, like, loads and the those kind of thresholds that we w- that we talk about, but he's definitely been dealing with injuries. So he's definitely had some tear, maybe not wear, but definitely tear involved uh, when you're talking about, you know, age. But I, I don't even necessarily care about th- that part of it, Todd. I just care about the, the ticking t- time piece as far as dynasty value and uh, the whole picture, not just the injuries and the workload concerns. You're tearing up my heart when I talk to you. <laughs> When I when we're part, I know you feel it too. <laughs> All right, let's go into take three. So Austin Eckler, all in, baby. Love him. All right, it's Geno Smith time. All right, so Geno Smith, a bust. However, a v- experienced backup quarterback. So we're going to talk about DK and Lockett's uh, value piece. So DK is checking in at the wide receiver 10. Lockett is checking in at the wide receiver 13. But clearly, without a leaky beat, it hurts them quite a bit. But let's, you know, let's not try to overreact. Let's, you know, let's break it down. So we're looking at supposedly Wilson's out four, six, eight weeks. It all depends on recovery piece, right? So we'll look at the, the next eight opponents, right? Five out of the next eight opponents are in the bottom 15 for p- passing yards allowed. So you're looking at defenses that uh, get thrown on and they give up yardage, you know? So. You know, they will throw quite a bit because I still don't expect it to be dominating any game anytime soon. And a plus for Geno is, is that let's remember that he's not new to Seattle. He's comfortable with the system. He's been backing up Whistle for a while. That's something to be confident about. Like he's, he should be pretty well prepared for this opportunity. And he was always a strong armed QB. The idea of him being able to air it out to two elite athletes, I, I like the idea of that narrative. Am I super excited for Geno Smith? No, I'm not. I'm just trying not to have a like a giant overreaction to the DK and Lockett piece. I'm definitely confident in starting both players, but I think the best idea is to temper your expectations to start. DK is a high wide receiver two, and Lockett's a wide receiver three until we see what Geno can do uh, in his first start or two starts. Neither wide receiver should be traded at this point, and for different reasons. DK is just to be a straight up overreaction. And Locke is because I don't see what kind of return you're going to get that would be worth just trying to start him as a flex option. But yeah, no, I mean, in redraft, I would probably trade Lockett, but I just don't see a positive return coming back with the narrative out there. Interesting, Todd. Uh, man, it's really tough to get a feel with this. I'm glad you kind of broke it down this way. Like you said, Lockett does jump out the most to me. Because I think he rely not that DK doesn't rely on the big play, but Lockett really relies on Russell Wilson and his big play ability. Uh, it's a huge part of his game. Oh, man. Not seeing... 
I think people are going to realize just how freaking good Russell Wilson is and what he compensates for on the Seattle team. People want to talk about, oh no, it's the, it's the scheme, it's the run first, you know, it's the balance and and everything and the de- the whole picture in Seattle. No, I think it's built on Russell Wilson's shoulders where he where he is trying to evade uh, and stand in there against the rush, throw under pressure, scramble, throw on the run. I think he's going to do a lot. Do I think Gino can do all those things, Todd? No. Do I think Gino should be a target on waiver wires? Sure, yeah, but but man, I, I am re- I am worried. I think I'm more worried than you are, Todd. I I wouldn't say panic, totally panic, but I mean, I wouldn't hate trying to do a two for one deal or pair lock it with somebody to get to a safer option. Uh, that's a deal that I would be considered to do to try to get out of this risk with with Gino before people see a full game here. Because man, Russell Wilson. I mean, Todd, you you've been a long time Russell Wilson. He is freaking good, man. And and I don't I don't think I don't think Geno Smith can support two top thirteen tw- top twelve wide receivers. I don't think he can do it, Todd. I don't think he can do it. That's a great point, and we'll see who he's going to be coming out throwing the ball to. I'm guessing DK, but I guess we'll see. And when it comes to Russell Wilson, yes, I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. Love Russell Wilson. I think that Mr. Unlimited is probably the most underrated quarterback in the NFL right now. And when it's all said and done, I think he'll end up being one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the history of the game. Uh, Because I don't think that he gets near enough respect in what he's able to bring to a football team. And what can't Russell Wilson do on a football field? Except except complete uh, a touchdown in the biggest game that Malcolm (laughs) Butler's just going to come in. But yeah, good stuff. I'm looking right at that signed photo right now. What's up, Malcolm? All right, good stuff. Those are my three takes. To summarize, Tom Brady, he's nasty. You're contending? Keep him. You're not? Trade him. Austin Eckler, there's an RB1 upside there, but Davey thinks he's more of an RB2 kind of a guy, and that's the kind of guy that you make a move to make a win. Geno Smith, time will tell, but I'm not freaking out, and we'll see what happens with DK and Lockett. Start him if you need to. Davey, tell him where they can find him. Find me at FF underscore Spaceman on the Tweet Machine, writer for D- Dynasty League Football. O- also over on the airwaves at Rookie Fever, where we talk about rookies all day long. Find me over my Patreon and my, and my databases at FF underscore Spaceman. Todd, but most importantly, I'm always here delivering the, the takes on A Tale of Two Rivals. Where can they find you, my friend? You can find me at FF underscore Banterman. Definitely think about going into the IDP guys uh, subscription piece. I've been getting tacked up left and right about C2C advice, and I love starting dialogue about C2C advice. Always down for Dynasty advice. I kick Dave's butt in Dynasty all the time, so I got good advice. Um, But yeah, I'm also deep into my C2C rankings, and I'm excited to say in two weeks, uh, me and the one and only Kevin Coleman Dub Boys 22 will be doing a Devi update midseason. So I'm excited to get on the mic with our good friend again, and uh, I'll have more about that next week. All right. Adios, everyone.